Blog Talk Radio. And because 
the Lord has revealed Angola who is in the land. Na kwa sababu Bwana amefungulia Angola ni nani aliye katika nchi. Elijah moved from Bethel to Gilgal to Jordan to go. Elia alitoka Bethel Gilgali kwenda Yorodani kwenda. So the prophet of the Lord is moving from here to a double portion of revival in Angola for the church to enter. Kwa hivyo nabii wa Mungu anatoka hapa kwenda Angola kwa upako madadufu ili kanisa lipate kuingia. I see Kenya is open. Ninaona Kenya hii wazi. I see Kenya is ready. Ninaona Kenya hii tayari. Angola is not yet ready. Lakini Angola haiko tayari bado. Time is finished. Na wakati umekwisha. Time is over. Wakati umeisha. Please release the prophet to Angola. Tafadhali achilieni nabii aje Angola. Please let the valuable mighty man of God, the one sent by God to come to Angola. Tafadhali wachilieni nabii mkuu wa Mungu aliyetumwa na Mungu aje kule Angola pia. Let me tell you something. Hebu niwaambie kitu. If you don't know. Kama mjui. The Bible. Biblia. Then you don't know what's happening here. Now I want to share a little bit Sasa nataka nishiriki kidogo on something very critical Kuhusu kitu kilichonyeti sana Hallelujah Hallelujah I want to share today Nataka nishiriki leo hii on the garment of the Lord Kuhusu vazi la Bwana The hot message Ujumbe moto moto that is currently pervading ambao sasa unapenyeza probing the church ambao unalipenyeza kanisa is this ni hii the garment of the lord vazi la bwana so today in this house kwa hivyo leo hii katika nyumba hii i want to share very briefly nataka nishiriki kwa ufupi sana on the garment of the lord kuhusu vazi la bwana precious people watu wa thamani Focus on me now before we got the Bible. Nitazame sasa kabla twende kwa Biblia. Years back. Miaka kadhaa iliyopita. Many years back. Miaka mingi iliyopita. The prophets of the Bible. Manabii wa Biblia. The Lord opened, he unveiled. Bwana alifungua, aliweka wazi revelation to them. Ufunuo kwao. And when he unveiled revelation unto them. Na wakati alipofunua ufunuo kwao, 
Listen very carefully. Sikiliza kwa umakinifu sana. Because you will not get this message anywhere across on the earth. Kwa sababu hautapata ujumbe huu mahali popote duniani. So, kwa hivyo, the prophets of the Bible, manabii wa Biblia, the Lord God Almighty, Bwana Mungu mkuu mwenyezi, he unveiled for them. Aliwafunulia revelation. Ufunuo revelation ufunuo regarding the coming of the messiah kuhusiana na kukuja kwa masihi and they began to see na wakaanza kuona and they could see na wangeweza kuona they saw him coming walimuona akija and when they saw him coming na walipomuona akija There were certain features they saw about him. Kulikuwa na vipengee fulani walivyoviona kumuhusu. As he was coming. Alipokuwa akija, they saw some features about he that was coming. Waliona vipengee fulani kumuhusu yeye aliyekuwa akija. And it was so tremendous to them. Na ilikuwa ya ajabu sana kwao because of that dispensation. Kwa sababu ya hayo majira. In that dispensation they were in katika yale majira waliokuwemo the fall had taken place mwanguko ulikuwa umetendeka and death had consumed nacho kifo kilikuwa kimeteketeza but when they saw him coming lakini walipomuona akija they saw waliona that he that was coming ya kwamba yeye aliyekuwa akija was coming with power alikuwa akija na nguvu and was coming with authority na alikuwa akija na mamlaka but among the authority lakini miongoni mwa mamlaka that he was coming with ambaye alikuwa akija nayo when they looked walipotazama they saw wakaona that he was coming with power ya kwamba alikuwa akija na nguvu to crush death ya kufinda kifo so that hivi kwamba that coat the heart hiyo ifishike mioyo they said wakasema this death hii kifo that has defeated us ambayo imetushinda he is coming to crush death yeye anakuja kuponda ponda kifo some of them wept wengine wao walilia and they say na wakasema Oh how I wish. Eh laiti gani natamani? That I could live to see that dispensation. Ya kwamba ningeishi kuona hayo majira. That hour. Hiyo saa. When finally. Wakati hatimaye. Death. Kifo would be crushed. Kinge pondwa pondwa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So they saw. Kwa hivyo waliona. And they saw him coming. Na walimuona akija. I want to read step by step. Nataka nisome hatua kwa hatua. And then I'll bring you to how this relates to the garment. Halafu nitawaletea jinsi hii inahusiana na vazi. Let us see what they saw. Hebu tuone walichokiona. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me precious people. Geuka pamoja nami watu wa dhamani. To the book of Isaiah. Katika kitabu cha Isaia. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26. Verse 19. Mustari wa 19. But I'm going to read. Lakini naenda kusoma. A little bit more. Kidogo zaidi. Two three verses more. 
Look at what they saw. Tazama walichokiona. He says, anasema, but you are dead, we live. Lakini wapo wenu wataishi. Their bodies will rise. Mili yao itafufuka. You who dwell in the dust. Ninyi mnaokaa katika mavumbi. Wake up and shout for joy. Amkeni mkapiga kelele kwa furaha. You are due is like the dew of the morning. Umande wenu ni kama umande wa asubuhi. The earth will give birth to her dead. Dunia itawazaa wafu wake. Go my people. Nendeni watu wangu. My people. Watu wangu. Remember my people. Kumbuka watu wangu. I don't know how you read your Bible. Sijui wewe unasomaje Biblia yako. If where you and meet my people I underline it. Lakini ningekuwa wewe nikikutana na hilo neno watu wangu napigilia mstari. Because kwa sababu you want to know. Ungependa ujue. Who are these that the Lord calls his people? Hawa ni watu gani ambao Bwana anawaita watu wangu and you want to be among these people katikati ya hao watu he says anasema go my people nendeni watu wangu enter your room ingieni vyumba mwenu and shut the doors behind you na mfunge milango nyuma yenu hide yourself for a little while jificheni kwa kitambo kidogo until his wrath has passed by mpaka ghadhabu yake imepita see the lord is coming out of his dwelling tazama bwana anakuja kutoka katika makao yake to punish the people of the earth for their sins ili kuadhibu watu wa dunia kwa ajili ya dhambi zao the earth will disclose the blood shed upon her dunia itadhihirisha umwagaji wa damu juu yake and he says nanasema she will conceal her slave no longer wala hataendelea kuficha watu wake waliouawa she will not conceal anymore hata wafunika tena so precious people kwa hivyo watu wa zamani listen to this now sikiliza haya sasa isaiah saw isaiah aliona that he that was coming ya kwamba yeye aliyekuwa akicha he would have authority angekuwa na mamlaka and power na nguvu to bring life ya kuleta uzima to crush death ya kuponda kifo until hadi even those hata, who were buried hata wale waliozikwa the dead church kanisa lilokufa would wake up now litamuka sasa Isaiah so na Isaiah kaona I will explain to you slowly don't worry nitawaelezeeni polepole msijali why am i doing this in relation to the garment ni kwa nini nafanya hivi katika uhusiano na vazi let's see acha tuone what Isaiah so again kile ambacho Isaiah aliona tena and Daniel na Danieli Isaiah and Daniel Isaiah na Danieli even Hosea hata Hosea So let's go to Daniel now Daniel 12 first Sasa wacha twende kwa Danieli 12 kwanza Daniel chapter 12 Danieli mlango ni wa 12 Basti Mustari wa pili Be careful Makinika 
If you look very carefully at the description I'm making here. Ukiangalia kwa umakinifu sana yale maelezeo ambayo yanapeana hapa. At what the scripture is describing. Kwa kile ambacho maandiko yanaelezea, you will see the rapture of the church. Unaona unyakuzi wa kanisa. But listen to what Daniel saw. Lakini tazama kile ambacho Danieli aliona. Daniel 12, focus on me now. Danieli 12, nitazame sasa. In Daniel 12, katika Danieli 12, Daniel saw the chronology. Danieli aliona mfululizo. By the way, I have seen this vision. Hata hivyo nimeona haya maono. The Lord showed me this exact vision. Bwana alinionyesha maono yaya haya. Only that he showed me those who resurrected for rapture. Ijapokuwa tu alinionyesha wale waliofufuka kwa unyakuzi. And the voice said in that vision. Nayo sauti kasema katika hayo maono that the majority have remained in the dust of the earth. Ya kwamba na wengi wao wamebaki katika mavumbi ya dunia. So be careful. Kwa hivyo jichunge. The remnant of the Lord will enter. Masalia wa Bwana wataingia. But listen to this. Lakini sikiza haya. In Daniel 12 verse 1. Katika Danieli 12 mstari wa kwanza. Daniel sees a tremendous distress. Danieli anaona dhiki kubwa that would consume the earth. Ambayo itateketeza dunia. As has never ever happened before. Kama kwamba ile haijawahi fanyika pale mwanzoni. And Daniel sees. Naye Danieli anaona that that distress visits the earth. Ya kwamba hiyo dhiki inaitembelea dunia. That is verse 1. Hiyo ni mstari wa kwanza. Then in the same verse. Alafu kwa mstari huo huo. He says. Anasema but at that lakini kwa wakati huo your people watu wako the same my people watu wale wangu your people watu wangu everyone whose name will be found written in the book kila mtu ambaye jina lake litapatikana limeandikwa kwenye kitabu will be delivered atakombolewa don't forget those important parts usisahau hizo sehemu za muhimu i want you to catch them as we are going to verse 2 ningependa uzishike tunapoenda mstari wa pili so aliona he is coming anakuja and then he saw alafu akaona that he would have power ya kwamba atakuwa na nguvu but before the advent lakini kabla ya kuja huko he now saw sasa akaona he saw that there were some key elements aliona sasa kulikuwa na vipengee vya maana of his coming ya kukuja kwake the distress ile dhiki within the distress katika ile dhiki he saw now akaona sasa god's elect wate ule wa Bwana na akasema but your people lakini watu wako everybody whose name will be found written in the book kila mtu ambaye jina lake litapatikana limeandikwa katika kitabu will be delivered ataokolewa and then halafu in verse 2 katika mstari wa pili sees him coming anaona akija Daniel chapter 12 Danieli 12 verse 1 Mustari wa kwanza He says Anasema At that time Michael the great prince who protects your people will arise Katika wakati huo Mikaeli mtawala mkuu ambaye huwalinda watu wako atainuka There will be a time of distress such as has not happened 
from the beginning of nations until then kutakuweko wakati wa taabu ambao haujatokea tangia mwanzo wa mataifa hadi wakati huo anafanasema but at that time your people lakini wakati huo watu wako to pueblo watu wako yeah, your people watu wako if i were you i would underline your people again kama ningekuwa wewe ningejipigilia mstari hilo neno watu wako tena everyone whose name is found written in the book kila mtu ambaye jina lake litakuwa limeandikwa kwenye kitabu will be delivered ataokolewa alafu sasa tunaenda mstari wa pili that was the target hiyo ndio ilikuwa lengo because i was talking kwa sababu nilikuwa naonga ya about what the prophets of the bible saw kuhusu kile manabii wa biblia waliona regarding his coming kuhusiana na kukuja kwake and the power with which he was coming na zile nguvu ambazo kwazo alikuwa to crush death and they saw and they wept they said oh how I wish I can live to see that dispensation that's true he says multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake watu wengi ambao wamelala kwenye mavumi wataamuka some to everlasting life baadhi yao kwa uzima wa milele and he says others to shame and everlasting contempt na anasema wengine kwenye aibu na kudharauliwa milele but now lakini sasa because of the message of the down kwa sababu ya ujumbe wa vazi that are brought here today ambao nimeleta hapa leo the vision of april 4 maono ya aprili tarehe moja 2011 mwaka wa 2011 so this is hot bread from heaven kwa hivyo huu ni mkate motomoto toka biguni this is not yesterday's bread hii si mkate wa jana it is hot it is being pulled from from the oven is hot ni moto ndio unavutwa sasa toka tanuru this bread is hot bread whom kata ni mkate moto so eat this bread kwa hivyo kula huu mkate you see that because of the message of the garment unaona kwa sababu ya ujumbe wa vazi now i want to read verse 3 sasa nataka nisome mstari wa 3 he says anasema those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens wale wenye hekima watangaa kama mwanga wa bingu and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever now wale ambao waongoza wengi kutenda haki watangaa kama nyota milele na milele you see waona he says anasema when he was coming wakati alipokuwa kicha Daniel saw that he would overpower death crush him Daniel akaona kwamba atashinda kifo ataiponda ponda and then halafu he then saw the rapture of the church kisha akaona unyakuzi wa kanisa he saw that the christians that had died aliona kwamba wakristo waliokuwa wamekufa they would resurrect watafufuka and when they resurrect na wakati watakapofufuka so true groups aliona vikundi viwili Daniel saw Danieli aliona the two resurrection ufufuo huo mbili 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He saw the two resurrections. Aliona hizo ufufuo mbili. And the first resurrection he saw. Ufufuo wa kwanza aliouona. You know, let me say this. Hebu niseme hivi. When God speaks. Wakati Mungu anaponena. Many times you have spent more time. Wakati mwingi tumetumia wakati mwingi. Discerning. Tukitambua. What is the message? Je, ujumbe ni upi? At times he can bring two visions very close like this. Wakati mwingine anaweza kuleta maono mawili karibu sana hivi. And you may wonder how to separate them. Na unaweza kushangani jinsi gani ya kuyatenganisha. Because he is God. Kwa sababu yeye ni Mungu. He is sovereign. Yeye ni mkuu. He can do as he wants. Anaweza fanya jinsi apendavyo, sivyo? But lakini if you check carefully, ukiangalia kwa umakinifu, Daniel saw the two resurrections that ago. Danieli aliona ufufuo hizo mbili kwa wakati mmoja. He saw that somewhere resurrected to rapture. Aliona kwamba wengine walifufuliwa katika unyakuzi. And others resurrected to condemnation. Lakini wengine wakafufuliwa kwenda katika dharau na hukumu. Between that first resurrection for rapture Munajua kwamba katikati ya ule ufufuo wa kwanza wa unyakuzi and the last resurrection for judgment na ule ufufuo wa pili wa hukumu post rapture baada ya unyakuzi there are three and a half plus three and a half years kunayo kipindi cha miaka mitatu na nusu tukiongezea mingine mitatu na nusu and then there is 1000 years of the millennial reign alafu kuna miaka elfu moja ya utawala wa milenia so you know that 1000 plus 7 years kwa hivyo unajua ni kwamba ni miaka elfu moja ongezea saba 1000 miaka elfu moja na saba between the first and the second katikati ya kwanza na ya pili but you see daniel saw both happen at the same time lakini waona danieli aliona yote mbili kifanyika kwa wakati moja that is just by the way hiyo ni hata hivyo tu but listen now lakini sikiza sasa among those who resurrected for rapture miongoni mwa wale waliofufuliwa kwa unyakuzi Daniel saw two groups. Daniel aliona vikundi viwili. He saw those who were wise. Aliona wale waliokuwa na hekima. Who had wisdom. Wale ambao walikuwa na busara. And the Bible says. Na Biblia inasema for the fear of the Lord that is wisdom. Kwa kuwa kumuogopa Bwana hiyo ni hekima. Job chapter 28 verse 28. Ayubu 28 mstari wa 28. Behold the fear of the Lord that is wisdom tazama kumucha bwana hiyo ni hekima in other words daniel saw kwa maneno mengine danieli aliona when the messiah would come ya kwamba wakati masihi angekuja and crush them na kupanda panda kifo those who live in the fear of the lord wale walioishi katika kumuogopa bwana they will shine like the brightness of the heaven watangaa kama mwanga wa bingu that is how It relates to the garment I'm coming there. Hivyo ndivyo inahusiana na vazi naja hapo. I am coming there. Naja hapo. But like the brightness of heaven. Lakini kama mwanga wa mbinguni. And he said. Na anasema another group. Kikundi kingine. Those who lead people into the righteousness of God. Wale wa maongo zao watu katika uhati wa Mungu. Those ones how will be even brighter watanga hata za 
mighty than the heavens kuliko mwanga and they will be like the stars na watakuwa kama nyota you see that waona hivyo you saw that aliona hivyo let's move hebu tusonge it's so key ni muhimu sana to wear the garment of the lord kuvalia vazi la bwana very soon you will see hivi karibuni utaona the peace brightness here ya kwamba huu mngao hapa this resplendential hii kungaa hapa that you see him describe ambayo unaona akielezea is the garment of the lord ndilo vazi la bwana and you will soon see na hivi karibuni utaona that is the light of the world that you should be ya kwamba hiyo ndio nuru ya ulimwengu unastahili kukua that when the world the dark world kiasi kwamba ulimwengu wa giza will stop seeing the church itakapoanza kuliona kanisa the church kanisa when she is she is resplendent wakati ako na mngao when she is radiating wakati linaangaza when she is brilliant wakati linamngao mkuu when she is emitting glory wakati linatoa mwanga wa utukufu the dying world ulimwangu unaokufa when they will see wakati wataliona they will be attracted to the light watavutiwa kwa hiyo nuru they will say watasema what does a man need to do je mtu anahitaji kufanya nini to see the kingdom of god ili awone ufalme wa Mungu. Watauliza. What do I need to do? Ninahitaji kufanya nini? To have the life that you have. Ili nipate hii nuru uliyonayo. I see we are dying. Ninaona tunakufa. But I see you are living. Lakini naona wewe unaishi. I see we are pain. Naona tuna uchungu. But I see you are joy. Lakini wewe una furaha. That is the light. Hiyo ndiyo nuru that the Lord expected the church. Ambaye Bwana anaitarajia kwa kanisa. To where? Kuvalia. That's why in that vision. Ndio sababu katika hayo maono. He said. Alisema, look my garment. Tazama vazi langu. It's glorious. Nina utukufu. It's ready. Liko tayari. It's radiant. Nina kungaa. Powerful. Lenye nguvu. Mighty. Kuu sana. Authority. Na mamlaka. Eternal. Na milele. Imperishable. Hali garibiki. Imoto. Hali kufi. No decay. Hakuna kuoza. Chochote. <laughs> But he says. Lakini anasema. By showing it. Kwa kuionyesha. He's asking. Anauliza. How about you? Na je wewe? Is it ready? Je iko tayari? But let's move step by step really. Lakini wacha twende hatua kwa hatua hata hivyo. Let us go to the book of Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7. Hebu twende kwa kitabu cha Isaiah mlango wa 9 mstari ni wa 7. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7. Isaiah mlango wa 9 mstari wa 7. He says, Anasema, so I'm reading. Let's see what Isaiah saw again. Hivyo basi nasoma, tukaona ni nini Isaiah alichojionea tena. Things you cannot get anywhere else. Vitu ambavyo huwezi kuvipata mahali popote pengine pale. So listen to this now. Kwa hivyo sikiza haya sasa. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7 Isaiah mlango wa 9 mstari ni wa 7 Of the increase of his government ongezeko la utawala wake and peace na amani <laughs> there will be no end hakutakuwa na mwisho 
Amen. Amen. Again, he is talking of an eternal government. Of the increase of his government Katika ongezeko la utawala wake and peace na amani there will be no end Hakutakuwa na mwisho me i am happy mimi nimefurahi but this is what he looks like ya kwamba hivi ndivyo anavyokaa listen to this sikiza haya and he says na anasema he will reign on David's throne atatawala katika kiti cha enzi cha Daudi and over his kingdom na juu ya ufalme wake establishing and upholding it akiudhibitisha na kuutegemeza and he says na nasema with justice and righteousness kwa haki na kwa adili establishing akiudhibitisha and upholding it na kuitegemeza with justice and righteousness kwa haki na kwa maadili that is what Isaiah saw hicho ndicho Isaiah aliona when Isaiah saw him Isaiah alipomuona akija he said hey akasema hey i see him coming namuona akija but i see his path lakini naona njia yake as he comes anapokuja he comes in righteousness anakuja na uhaki bringing righteousness analeta uhaki he will establish a kingdom atadhibitisha ufalme that is eternal ambayo ni ya milele government utawala that has no end ambayo haina mwisho but how lakini kwa njia gani how did isaiah see that he was going to establish an eternal government je aizaia alionaje kwamba anaenda kudhibitisha utawala wa milele an eternal kingdom ufalme wa milele look at what isaiah saw tazama kile aizaia alijionea how was he going to establish an eternal kingdom je alikuwa anaenda kudhibitishaje ufalme wa milele look at what isaiah saw tazama kile aizaia alijionea look tazama Isaiah saw Isaiah aliona that he is coming the path of his coming was righteous ya kwamba alikuwa akija na ile njia ya kukuja kwake ilikuwa ni uhaki and to establish an eternal kingdom na kudhibitisha ufalme wa milele he was going to use alikuwa anaenda kutumia the foundation Musingi of righteousness wa uhaki when he did that hivi kwamba kifanya hivyo Isaiah saw Isaiah kaona that the kingdom was eternal and eternal and eternal ya kwamba ufalme ulikuwa wa milele na milele na milele with no end bila mwisho I hope you are beginning to understand your salvation now na taraji unaanza kuelewa wokovu wako sasa Where the Lord expects you to move to. Pale ambapo Bwana anatarajia usongee. <laughs> Listen. Sikiza. Listen very carefully. Sikiza kwa makini zaidi. He would lay the foundation of righteousness. Alikuwa akiwekeza msingi wa uhaki. Isaiah saw. Isaiah aliona that he was bringing righteousness. Ya kwamba alikuwa akileta haki. Something tells me kitu chaniambia that righteousness ya kwamba uhaki was lacking 
ilikuwa yakosa it was missing ilikuwa haipo let me explain to you how hebu niwaelezeeni ni kwa jinsi gani as i move you slowly to the garment ninapowaelekeza pole pole kwenye vazi this is eternal food hii ni chakula cha milele this is not what you see on christian tv which is meant to entertain the clients hii si kile mnaona kwa runinga za kikristo ambayo inatumbuiza watazamaji the clients to to say be be all right it's okay don't worry there is grace the grace is enough for you don't worry eh? This is not for abusing the grace. I am talking about the eternity of the church. The eternity of the believer. That's all I'm talking about. Entertainment and Hollywood I don't know. Kutumbuiza na Hollywood siijui. The gimmicks and tricks or put here get here add here get here Mi, I don't know. Michaza na mizaha na ujanja yaweka hapa pata hapa mimi siijui. That one I don't know. Hiyo siijui kamwe. But this one here. Lakini hii hapa on the path of his coming katika njia ya kuja kwake hiyo nimeiona it is righteous ni uhaki now let me take you sasa hebu niwapelekee step by step to the garments hatua kwa hatua kwa vazi and so you may see na hivi kwamba mpate kuona why it was necessary ni kwa nini ilikuwa ni ya maana for him to come kwake yeye kuja and establish the kingdom of righteousness na kudhibitisha ufalme wa uhaki plan with me slowly geuka pamoja nami pole pole genesis chapter 3 katika kitabu cha mwanzo mlango wa 3 genesis chapter 3 mwanzo mlango ni wa 3 let's start from verse 7 for example Hebu tuanzie mstari wa sabaa kwa mfano. Listen to what he says. Sikiliza anavyosema. Verse 7. Mstari wa saba. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. Ndipo macho yao wote wawili yakafumbuliwa. And they realized that they were naked. Nao wakajiona kwamba walikuwa uchi. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. Ndipo macho yao wote wawili yakafumbuliwa and they quickly realized. Nao kwa haraka wakatambua. Allah, Allah, that they were naked. Kwamba walikuwa uchi. Let's move on. Hebu tuendelee. And he says, Nana sema, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Hivyo wakashona majani ya mtini wakajifunika. That moment. Hiyo wakati. After the fall. Baada ya mwanguko. Then suddenly. Kisha ghafla binfu. They realize oh we are naked. Wakagundua oh tuko uchi. They that were walking with God in the cool of the day. Wao waliokuwa wakitembea na Bwana katika utulivu wa mchana. They were walking with Jehovah Yahweh. Walikuwa wakitembea na Yehova Yahweh in the cool of the day. Katika utulivu wa mchana. It was a 
perfect fellowship ilikuwa ni ushirika mkamilifu after the fall baada ya mwanguko they realized they were naked wakagundua wako uchi and they took fig leaves alafu wakachukua majani ya mtini to wrap themselves kujifunika nayo bastan mustari wa kumi he answered naye akajibu i had you in the garden Nilikusikia katika bustani and was afraid na nikaogopa because i was naked kwa sababu nilikuwa uchi so i hid hivyo nikajificha verse 21 mustari wa 21 he says anasema verse 21 mustari wa 21 he says anasema the lord god made garments of skin for adam and his wife Bwana Mungu akawatengenezea Adamu na mkewe mavazi ya ngozi and clothed them na akawavika that is power hiyo ni nguvu that is powerful hiyo ni ya nguvu number one kitu cha kwanza you see very clearly unaona wazi kabisa that when we are going before the presence of the lord ya kwamba wakati tunaenda mbele ya uwepo wa bwana there is no amount of human effort hakuna kiwango cha idadi yoyote za bidii ya kibinadamu that can sanctify you ambayo inaweza kutosheleza and present you before the lord na kukuweka mbele za bwana the lord is so mighty bwana ni mkuu sana so perfect ni mkamilifu and i will talk about the holy spirit in a little moment na nitaongea kuhusu roho mtakatifu kwa kitambo kidogo fact that he must help the church kiasi kwamba lazima saidie kanisa that the church may appear right kwamba kanisa lionekane likiwa sawa today what you see leo hii kila mnachoona the church after being delivered kanisa baada ya kukombolewa at calvary pale calvary and promised the lord anointing na kuahidiwa utukufu nyakati za mwisho with the book of hagai chapter 2 ambacho kitabu cha hagai mlango wa pili mstari wa 6 hadi 10 says inasema that the lord why ya kwamba tivai ya nyakati za mwisho upako nyakati za mwisho utukufu nyakati ya mwisho powerful than the former itakuwa ya nguvu kuliko ya kwanza but when you look at the church today you find unapata that she is less than the first anointing ya kwamba limepungukia kuliko upako ule wa kwanza then you knew that something is not right basi unajua kuna kitu kisicho sawa she is less than the first anointing limepungukiwa hata na ule utukufu wa kwanza but the infallible the unending word of god lakini hili neno la bwana ambalo halina mwisho halikomi says linasema that she is supposed to be operating in a greater anointing ya kwamba linastahili kwa likitenda kazi katika upako mkuu zaidi then you quickly realize alafu kwa haraka unatambua but something is not well ya kwamba kuna kitu kisicho sawa let me explain hebu nieleze the church after being delivered kanisa baada ya kukombolewa on the cross pale msalabani today leo she behaves linajiendeleza she acts linajitendea 
as though she needs a second deliverance she needs a second calvary she's behaving as though she's saying that lord i am born again by the first calvary kwa calvary ya kwanza but the first calvary lakini calvary ya kwanza look lord tazama bwana was not enough to deliver me totally haikutosha kunikomboa kikamilifu she's behaving as if linajendeleza kana kwamba the lord go back ninasema kwamba bwana rudi tena go back to calvary again rudi tena msalabani calvary deliver me totally unikomboe sawa sawa and yet we know na ile hali tunajua that the blood of Jesus ya kwamba damu ya Yesu we know twajua that Jesus will never ever go back to Calvary ya kwamba Yesu hatawahi tena kamwe kurudi Calvary and in the process na katika hatua hiyo the bible has been repeated biblia imerudiwa full circle imerudiwa mduara kamili look at this tazama hii in the process katika hiyo hatua this what happened hiki ndicho kilifanyika the church has now sown for herself some big leaves kanisa sasa limejishonea matawi ya mtini right now sasa hivi she's trying to cover shame linajaribu kufunika aibu she's trying to cover shame linajaribu kufunika aibu she has again gone back limejiweka tena to the fig leaves katika matawi ya mtini and she's trying to cover herself by herself na linajaribu kujifunika lenyewe and yet we know na ili hali tunajua that god had to slaughter an animal ya kwamba mungu ilimlazimu kumchinja mnyama to cover them ili kuwafunika so they may have a dialogue again ili kwamba wawe na mazungumzo tena and yet in this place na ili hali mahali hapa we are aware twajua that the lord slaughtered the lamb of god ya kwamba bwana alimchinja mwana kondoo wa mungu the lamb of god without defect mwana kondoo wa mungu asiye na mawaa the perfect lamb of god mwana kondoo wa mungu mkamilifu the lamb of god without deformity mwana kondoo wa mungu asiye na mawaa and he used that lamb of god na akamtumia huyo mwana kondoo wa mungu after the slaughter on the cross baada ya kuchinjwa msalabani to cover men kufunika mwanadamu so why kwa hivyo kwa nini Why is the church in America? Ni kwa nini kanisa Marekani going back to fig leaves? Sinarudia matawi ya mtini. Why? Ni kwa nini? Why is the church in Zambia? Je, ni kwa nini kanisa la Zambia just adding more fig leaves? Linajiongezea matawi zaidi ya mtini. The church in Venezuela. Kanisa la Venezuela. The church in Tanzania. Kanisa lililoko Tanzania. Why have you gone back to the fig leaves eh ni kwa nini mmerudia matawi ya mtini so you begin to understand hivyo basi unaanza kuelewa they saw him coming walimuona akija but they saw lakini waliona that he would bring back righteousness ya kwamba ataleta tena uhati that means hiyo inamaanisha the treasure ile hazina that man lost ambayo mwanadamu alipoteza the treasure that mankind threw away has 
wanadamu alitupilia mbali in the garden of eden katika bustani la edeni was the righteousness of god ilikuwa ni haki ya mungu that's why he was coming ndio sababu alikuwa akija to bring righteousness kuleta uhaki listen sikiza the garment of god vazi la mungu that the lord showed me in that vision ambalo bwana alinionyesha katika hayo maono that is resplendent ambayo linaangaza that is brilliant ambalo linangaa that is radiant ambalo linamngao mkuu that is glorious ambalo ni la utukufu that garment hilo vazi is the righteousness of god ndio uhaki wa mungu read with me soma pamoja nami Revelation 19 Ufunuo wa Yohana 19 verses 6 to verse 9 hadi wa Where the Holy Spirit Ambapo Roho Mtakatifu celebrates the rapture the wedding of the lamb Anasherehekea unyakuzi karamu ya harusi ya mwana kondoo But I want to pick one part Lakini nataka nichukue sehemu moja About the vision Kuhusu maono the garment Vazi Verse 8 Mustari wa 8 He says Anasema Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude Kisha nikasikia sauti kama sauti ya mati mkubwa wa watu Like the roar of rushing waters Kama sauti ya maji mengi yaendayo And like loud peals of thunder Na kama ngurumo kubwa ya radi Shouting Ikisema Hallelujah Hallelujah For our Lord God Almighty reign kama ana bwana mungu wetu mwenyezi ana miliki let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory tufurahi tushangilie na tukampe utukufu for the wedding of the lamb has come kwa maana harusi ya mwana kondoo imewadia and his bride has made herself ready nabii harusi wake amejiweka tayari fine linen kitani nzuri white and clean safi na nyeupe was given her to wear alipewa kuvaa and the bible says na biblia inasema the fine linen hiyo kitani nzuri that is the righteousness of the church hiyo ndio uhaki wa kanisa and in verse 9 na katika mstari wa 9 he says anasema oh blessed are those eri wale Oh how blessed are those Eh ni wabarikiwa kiasi gani wale who are invited ambao wamealikwa into the marriage dinner of the lamb Katika chakula cha karamu cha ndoa cha mwana kondoo The marriage supper Karamu ya ndoa How blessed are those wamebarikiwa jinsi gani wale who come ambao wanakuja and sit at the marriage supper table na kuketi kwenye meza ya chakula cha ndoa ya mwana kondoo you see that waona hiyo finest linen kitani nzuri he says anasema that is the righteousness of hi, your heart hiyo ndiyo uhaki wa moyo wako the righteousness of the church uhaki wa kanisa that is what he showed me that's what he said on april 4th 
hicho ndicho alichonionyesha hicho ndicho alichotema katika aprili tarehe 4 alitangaza heaven receded bingu ilirudi nyuma many announced kisha katangaza behold tazama the dispensation majira of righteousness ya uhaki behold tazama the hour of righteousness ya uhaki behold tazama the moment wakati of righteousness wa uhaki behold tazama the generation kizazi of righteousness ya uhaki behold tazama the church kanisa ya uhaki behold tazama
That means you are supposed to glow to emit the light of God. In other words, to emit righteousness that when the world sees they say I want to serve that God. When they see people are corrupt you are not corrupt sexual immorality is in you are not in immorality. When they see witchcraft is in, you are not. Lies are in. Deception. But you are not. Then they say, Excuse me. What does a man need to do? To see the kingdom of God. <laughs> they will ask excuse me what does a man need to do to see the kingdom of God because I see the way you are walking I am seeing the kingdom of God what do I need to do and then you will tell them repentance revival Repent Tubuni. and turn away from sin. Then you see the kingdom. Revelation chapter 16, verse 15. 16, 15. He says, Behold, I come like a thief. Tazama naja kama mwivi. And he says, Nana sema, Blessed is he who stays awake yeye akeshaye, and keeps his clothes with him na zake naye, so that he may not go naked ili asiende uchi, and be shamefully exposed na <laughs> that means here in Amanisha, for as long as the church is busy covering ourselves with prosperity na ufanisi, with the gospel of prosperity na injili ya ufanisi, with the things of the world is covering ourselves and doing money here as long as the church is still in life covering ourselves with the wealth and health then according to God she is still naked he says when the church will begin to cover with the righteousness of God. Then she's clothed. She's garbed. She's dressed. Before God. For rapture. 
unyakuzi you need to clothe in righteousness unahitaji kuvalia katika uhaki nothing else hakuna kingine kile for the kingdom of god kwa maana ufalme wa mungu you need to be in righteousness unahitaji uwe katika uhaki why kwa nini because when he opened kwa sababu alipofungua and he showed na akaonyesha in other words he said kwa maneno mengine alisema look tazama up here hapa juu this is the kingdom of the garment woni ufalme wa vazi this is the kingdom of righteousness woni ufalme wa uhaki the bible says biblia yasema in second peter chapter 3 katika petro wa pili mlango wa 3 that the earth will be destroyed ya kwamba dunia itaharibiwa and the heaven na bingu and a new earth na ya dunia mpya and new heaven na bingu mpya will be created itaumbwa and he says na anasema in that place katika mahali hapo there will be no need for the sun akutakuwa na hitaji la jua and the moon na mwezi but that place lakini hapo mahali is the home of the light ndio makao ya wenye haki so prepare kwa hivyo jiandaeni your garment of righteousness mavazi yenu ya uhaki your garment of the light mavazi yenu ya nuru the messiah is coming masihi yuwaja the kingdom of god ufalme wa mungu is a kingdom of righteousness ni ufalme wa uhaki Precious people If you are sitting there in your living room that hotel room a motel or you are receiving this even by audio through some radio someone is sending it to you by phone whichever way if you feel in your life that your salvation has not presented the hallmark the feature the characteristic of obedience to the lord then the lord is saying this is the hour at which we need to change conformity and become more heavenly and become obedient precious people if you are sitting there in your living room that hotel room a motel or you are receiving this even by audio through some radio someone is sending it to you by phone whichever way if you feel in your life that your salvation has not presented the hallmark the feature the characteristic of obedience to the lord 
Then the Lord is saying, this is the hour at which we need to change conformity and become more heavenly and become obedient. And if that is you, even at home, and you have never received the Lord before, and now you feel like this word has touched you, you want now to obey, obey the cross at Calvary and the blood. Obey the call to salvation. Repeat this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I have heard your word, your holy word. And Lord, I know that your word is established in heaven. And I ask you, my Father, my everlasting Father, to establish your word in my life. The word of salvation. I repent of all sins and receive you in my life. Precious Jesus, please transform me and withdraw me from focusing on the life in the world, on this earthly living, and change me and redirect me to be more heavenly focused that I may enter heaven, the kingdom of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again. If you have said that prayer again, as have you heard in this broadcast, this is not some kind of gimmick or trick. This is now the holy word. It's about salvation. The salvation of the cross. And it's not about money. This is about preparing you that after living this short life on this earth, you can have eternal peace with God. Make sure you're baptized and you find a Bible teaching church, not a church where the pastor is comical, comedian, making you laugh. I am talking about a church where the pastor is teaching salvation, salvation of the cross, salvation of the blood. The old rugged cross, the abandoned cross, the cross at Golgotha. May the Lord bless you. Prepare the way. The Messiah is coming. Shalom. Todaraba. Todalahem. Amen.
Especially after the Lord spoke with me that he was coming in a vision. And in that tremendous vision of July 29th, July the year 2009, and the Lord has taken me since then across the different nations of the earth speaking about he that was coming the rider of the pale horse. And we see that when that prophecy was finally fulfilled in February, February 2011, you can refer to the website where every detail is where every prophecy has been uh, published. But anyhow, ever since the release of the rider of the pale horse, he has taken his rounds across the earth and you see in that literature I describe his facial appearance and I talk about his deathly appearance and then 
I also speak about the horse that he rides. Na pia ninanena juu ya farasi anayemwendesha. But precious people. Lakini watu wa dhamani. Among the achievements that the rider of the pale horse has scored. Miongoni mwa mafanikio ambayo mpanda farasi wa farasi wa kijivujivu ameyapata. I want to do a rundown. Ninataka nikapate kuchunguza. And then establish myself in discussing the case for Syria. Alafu sasa nikajidhibiti pale katika kushughulikia kesi ya Syria. We see very clearly. Tuona kwa wazi kabisa that upon his release in Egypt. Ya kwamba wakati wa kuachiliwa kwake kule Misri. This angel of death. Huyu malaika wa mauti bro has brought tremendous death. Ameleta vifo vikali zaidi. And There is one thing that has become common. Na kuna kitu kimoja ambacho kimefanyika jambo la kawaida. In every land that he has run through. Katika kila inchi ambamo amepita. The carrying of a dead body. Kubeba kwa mwili wa mufu. The carrying of dead bodies. Kubeba kwa miili ya wafu. In coffins. Katika masanduku and ever since the release of this most dreadful horseman it has become obvious imefanyika jambo la kawaida that death has befallen the face of the earth ya kwamba mauti imeushukia uso wa dunia in one such case katika kesi moja ya namna hiyo we see the killings that took place in egypt tunaona yale mauaji yaliyotendeka kule misri that culminated with his release ambayo yaliambatana na kuachiliwa kwake and in another case na pia katika kesi nyingine we see the massive bloodshed that rocked yemen tunaona umwagaji wa damu mzito kabisa ambao ulishukia yemen and bahrain na bahrain libya libya and then finally we also see the case for syria alafu hatimaye pia tunaona ile kesi ya syria I would like us to listen to some news clips. Ningependa tukapate kusikia awamufupi za habari on what is currently being reported on Syria. Juu ya kile ambacho hivi sasa kinaripotiwa juu ya Syria. Regarding the repercussions of the release of the pearl horse. Kuhusiana na yale anayotenda mpanda farasi wa farasi wa kijivujivu walipowachiliwa. And then after that I will summarize for you his achievements. Na kisha baada ya hapo nitawaekeni katika mhutasari aliyofanikiwa nayo. As we begin to get our bearing towards the most important message on Israel today. Homs is Syria's third largest city. It's been the primary focus of attacks by the government and what we're showing you right now are some of the neighbors specifically targeted by government tanks, rocket attacks, snipers in some cases. What was remarkable also uh, today was that the violence moved from opposition stronghold cities like Homs, like Zabadani, which have faced the wrath of the Syrian army to the second city of Syria, Aleppo, which there these twin uh, devastating bomb attacks that the Syrian government claims 
killed at least 27 people and more than uh, 200 people actually wounded. They're accusing armed terrorists of carrying out this attack. It's a menacing sight that many fear will bring death from the air. This video shows helicopters flying to Jisr Ashraud, a town that's now controlled by Syrian army troops. They're still involved with fierce clashes with what they're calling armed groups. And this elderly man has been shot. But as the cries of my God go up, he dies. Another victim. Funerals are now an almost daily occurrence across the country, and yet more will be seen as the crackdown on anti-government protesters continues. Uh, Rula, we've been saying all along that the violence is continuing in Syria, and the latest reports we're getting is that uh, there's more fighting happening on the outskirts of Damascus. Just bring us up to date with the fighting inside Syria. Yes, the situation on the ground in Syria is deteriorating very, very quickly, not only in terms of the government's measures against the protesters and the casualty numbers rising by the hour, but also in terms of how the, uh, the conflict is turning into an armed conflict, sometimes between the army and the defectors, sometimes between the army and some armed groups who feel that it's time to carry arms against the government and that's the only way to go. And so on the ground you see more and more people carrying guns, more blood on the streets and more casualty even among the security forces. And that's why on one hand some people on the street feel very desperate and now they are calling for international intervention. They want the Arab League to take more severe measures against the government. They want the Arab League to suspend Syria's membership in the Arab League in order to put more pressure on the regime and they feel this is the only way out. On the other hand, the armed, the escalating uh, situation is making more, uh, some opposition more careful. They say they want this Arab land to be saved. They don't want the Arab League to drop it because that's the only way out. They want a smooth transition, a peaceful transition, and they feel if it means that they have to talk to the regime, they'll talk to the regime. But they need a way out because they fear a civil war and a very long bloody conflict. Mm. And one other development, Rula, uh, a, a Lebanese man has been killed by a landmine that's been planted uh, along the border. Now these are landmines being planted by the Syrian military to, they say, stop the flow of arms uh, into Syria from Lebanon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we see from those news clips that the rider of the pale horse has brought horrific death across the face of the earth and in considering the case in Syria Syria has now developed into a difficult case a classic case of what the ride of the pale horse is capable of doing Syria sasa imefanyika kesi ngumu kabisa na pia ni kesi mwafaka ya kukuonesha kile ambacho farasi mpana farasi wa farasi wa kijivujivu anafanya. And you see even as the reporter has put it. Na waona hata kama vile zile ripoti zimesema that death is a daily occurrence now in the land of Syria. Ya kwamba mauti ni jambo la kila siku sasa katika nchi ya Syria. And yes indeed if one is privileged to watch news events na kweli kabisa ikiwa mtu atatunukiwa kutazama habari then it's very common to see burials dead bodies being carried on coffins on stretchers across streets 
across the streets of Syria. Basi ni kawaida kabisa kuona mili ya wafu naona masanduku majeneza waliokufa wengine wamebebwa kwenye machela kote kote katika miji ya Syria. And in other words the Lord is saying look. Na kwa maneno mengine Bwana anasema kwamba tazama He has brought death 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 and death. Ameleta mauti 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 na mauti. It's very stunning. Ni ya kushangaza sana that an army an entire army of a nation like Syria. Ya kwamba jeshi zima la taifa kama Syria can turn against civilians. Laweza kuwageukia raia and gun them down na kuwalipua including babies. Hata watoto wachanga. The rider of the pale horse mpanda farasi wa farasi wa kijivujivu has also wreaked havoc pia amesababisha machafuko he has brought havoc into libya ameleta machafuko kule libya we are all familiar with the crushing how the libyans crushed each other with weapons until you know most recently sote tuwakumbuka vyema kabisa jinsi wa libya waliumizana na silaha hadi hivi majuzi precious people watu wa dhamani we see very clearly that even the united nation is at a dilemma it's at a loss to come out with any resolution or any solution tuona ya kwamba hata umoja wa mataifa wameshindwa wamekwama hawawezi kujitokeza na suluhisho lolote and this speaks so bad about what is in the offing na hii inanena vibaya kabisa kuhusu kile ambacho karibu kitatendeka. Because the rider of this pale horse is called death. Manake mpanda farasi wa huyu farasi wa kijivujivu anaitwa mauti. And if the death, the horrific bloodshed he, he has brought across the Arab world. Na ikiwa yale mauti makuu kabisa ambayo ameileta kote kote katika maeneo ya ulimwengu wa Arabia is just the beginning of birth pains. Ndio mwanzo tu wa utungu. Then how much more death? Na basi ni mauti ama kifo kikuu zaidi kiasi gani? Is there going to be during the tribulation? Kitakachokuwepo katika wakati wa dhiki. And so the rider of the pale horse has done big big damage on the earth. Na kwa hivyo mpanda farasi wa farasi wa kijivujivu amesababisha uharibifu mkubwa zaidi kwenye uso wa dunia. And you remember that the four horsemen walk in concert. Na kumbuka kwamba hawa wapanda farasi wanne wanafanya kazi katika makubaliano. So their effects are actually more massive. Na kwa hivyo athari zao sasa ni nzito hata zaidi. But precious people I want to turn pages now. Lakini watu wa dhamani ninataka kubadilisha kichwa sasa. And I would like to talk about Na ningependa kunena kuhusu about this tremendous vision of April 2nd. Juu ya haya maono makuu kabisa ya Aprili tarehe 2. And I'll describe it in in a summary form. Na nitaelezea kidogo katika mkutasari. So we may be able to get our bearing into the war that's going to take place between Iran and Israel. Ili ya kwamba tukapate mwelekeo wetu kuhusu vita hivi ambavyo vinaenda kutendeka kati ya Iran na Israeli. In that April second vision of the Lord. Katika haya maono ya Aprili tarehe 2 ya Bwana. 
the Lord lifted me up. Bwana aliniinua. And I found myself standing right before the throne of Jehovah in heaven. Na nikajipata nikiwa nimesimama mbele moja kwa moja ya kiti cha enzi cha Jehovah mbinguni. And as I was standing right before the throne of Jehovah in heaven. Na nilipokuwa nimesimama mbele ya kiti cha enzi cha Jehovah mbinguni. I saw the glory that covered the throne like a mountain. Niliona utukufu uliofunika hicho kiti cha enzi kama mlima. And then I saw the lamb of God that was slain for the sins of man. The other part of that conversation is when the Lord presented John the Baptist on my right hand side to speak with me. Wapendwa wasikilizaji ni wakati alipowasilisha Yohana mbatizaji upande wangu wa mkono wa kulia. And he began John the Baptist began speak, speaking with me began to speak with me about the coming of the Messiah. Na Yohana mbatizaji akaanza kunena pamoja nami juu ya kurudi kwake Masia. The lamb of God. Mwana kondoo wa Mungu. That was slain for the sins of man. Aliyechinjwa kwa ajili ya dhambi za mwanadamu. And after that. Na baada ya hapo There was a small separation between where I was standing and the throne of God. Kulikuwepo na mgawanyiko kidogo katikati ya pale nilipokuwa nimesimama na kiti cha enzi cha Mungu. And the glory of the Lord came from the throne and covered and bridged up. All I remember so well. Kile ambacho nakumbuka vyema kabisa is that when John the Baptist was speaking with me in that conversation. Ni kwamba wakati Yohana mbatizaji alikuwa akinena pamoja nami katika mazungumzo hayo. His garment was totally glorified. Mavazi yake yalikuwa yametukuzwa kabisa kamili. And I remember that when I looked at my garment it had been transfigured too. Na ninakumbuka ya kwamba nilipotazama mavazi yangu pia nayo yalikuwa yamegeuzwa. And then at that time na kisha wakati huo huo the spirit of the Lord lifted me up from there and took me to Israel. Roho wa Bwana akaninua toka pale na kunipeleka Israeli. And once in Israel na nilipokuwa kule Israeli the Lord showed me that there was going to be two time a two time change of leadership in Israel. Bwana akanionyesha ya kwamba kwaenda kuwepo na mabadiliko mara mbili ya uongozi wa Israeli. And the second change when it takes place it would be a right hardline right wing hardline government. Na mabadiliko ya wi, na, ma, na mabadiliko ya pili yatakapotendeka itakuwa ni serikali ya bawa la kulia. And also na pia he showed me uh, that, that, that there would be that, that that change of government was going to be Benjamin Netanyahu akanionyesha ya kwamba hayo mabadiliko ya serikali yatakuwa Benjamin Netanyahu and so ever since then i went around and i've been prophesying that There is Benjamin Netanyahu 1 which had already taken place and there would be Benjamin Netanyahu 2 after the second change of leadership in Israel. Baada ya mabadiliko ya pili ya uongozi Israeli. Then the Lord lifted me up and I found myself standing right before the throne of God Almighty again. Kisha Bwana akaninua na nikajipata mara tena nimesimama moja kwa moja mbele ya kiti cha enzi cha Bwana tena. Then at that time the moon 
appeared right above the throne of God. Na kisha wakati huo mwezi ukatokea moja kwa moja pale kwenye kiti cha enzi cha Mungu juu. And when the moon appeared the moon became totally covered with blood. Na wakati ule mwezi ulitokezea ukawa umefunikwa kamili kamili na damu. And so the moon overcast its shadow on the earth and i saw that the whole earth was bloody in appearance na basi ule mwezi ukafunika dunia nzima na kivuli chake na nikaona kwamba dunia nzima ilibadilika ikawa na rangi ya uwekundu wekundu wa damu and then all of a sudden na kisha ghafla i saw the most powerful and most mighty glorious lamb of god coming from the throne from the glory of the throne and when the lamb of god was released to come from the throne of god na wakati mwanakondoo wa mungu aliachiliwa aje toka kwenye kiti cha enzi cha mungu he came all the way towards me akaja moja kwa moja mpaka mahali pale nilipokuwa and as he came everything in a big perimeter turned absolutely glorious na alipokuja kila kitu katika maeneo hayo mapana kikabadilika na kuwa cha utukufu kabisa kabisa and then immediately i woke up na kisha ghafla nikaamuka and at that time na wakati huo till now mpaka wa leo then i began prophesying the coming of the messiah basi nikaanza kutabiri kuja kwake masia and that there would be two, a two time change of leadership in israel na kwamba kutakuwepo na mabadiliko mara mbili ya uongozi kule israeli and then after the two time change of leadership in israel na kisha baada ya mabadiliko mara mbili ya uongozi wa israeli then the messiah would come for the church basi masihi sasa atalirudia kanisa and so It's amazing right now. Na kwa hiyo inashangaza sana hivi sasa. Because immediately I spoke that prophecy. Manake mara moja tu niliponena unabii huo. We now see very clearly. Sasa tunaona kwa wazi kabisa that Ariel Sharon who was at that time the prime minister. Ya kwamba Ariel Sharon ambaye wakati huo alikuwa waziri mkuu he fell very sick and went into a coma akawa mgonjwa kabisa kabisa na akapata koma until this day mpaka siku ya leo and that then gave way to the first change of leadership and he was replaced by Ehud Olmet na nafasi yake ikachukuliwa na Ehud Olmet when Ehud Olmet came in wakati Ehud Olmet alichukua usukani within a short time he was pronounced not well not healthy katika kitambo kifupi katangazwa kwamba hana afya njema hayuko sawa and they mentioned prostate cancer na wakataja ya kwamba ni prostate ca- prostate cancer and so after that na basi baada ya hapo we also saw the different scandals that followed like corruption scandals tuliona zile kesi zilizofuatia kama kesi za ufisadi and the court sessions na pia zile awamu za kotini and then after that there was the second there was a second change of leadership in israel na kisha baada ya hapo pakakuwepo na mabadiliko ya pili ya uongozi israeli 
and when the second change took place na wakati badiliko la pili lilitendeka indeed benjamin netanyahu won the elections kweli kabisa benjamin netanyahu akashinda huo uchaguzi and he became the prime minister of israel na akafanyika waziri mkuu wa israeli benjamin netanyahu benjamin netanyahu and his foreign minister of foreign affairs na waziri wake wa mambo ya kigeni became a Victor Lieberman akafanyika a Victor Lieberman who is considered actually to come from an extremely right wing political uh, affiliation ambaye anatoka katika bawa la kulia ambalo ni kali kabisa katika mambo ya kisiasa and it's so it's incredible that the same shock that i saw in that vision na basi yashangaza ya kwamba mshtuko ule ule ambao niliona kwenye maono hayo when the nations of the earth were very surprised as to how they would engage the israeli leadership uh, for the peace talks when the leadership is very very conservative but what is most stunning lakini kile cha kushangaza hata zaidi is that after the second change of leadership in Israel ni kwamba baada ya badiliko la pili la uongozi kule Israeli then the lamb of god comes for the church basi mwanakondoo wa Mungu analijia kanisa that second change has taken place hilo badiliko la pili limetendeka even right now as we speak it has taken place hata hivi sasa tunaponena limetendeka So precious people. Na kwa hivyo watu wa dhamani, I want now to tie this. Ninataka sasa kuambatanisha hii to this tremendous war that is coming to Iran. Kwa hivi vita vikuu kabisa vijavyo Iran. That you may know. Ili kwamba ukapate kujua that in this time indeed time is over. Ya kwamba ama kweli wakati umekwisha. Precious people. Watu wa dhamani in 2005 katika mwaka wa 2005 on the 27th of september katika tarehe ya 27 ya mwezi wa september while at mbea in tanzania nikiwa kule mbea tanzania the lord showed me the tremendous dream of what was coming to befall the earth bwana alinionyesha ndoto kuu kabisa ya kile ambacho kilikuwa kinaijia dunia and in that conversation na katika mazungumzo hayo the lord showed me a nuclear facility which is by the foot of a mountain bwana alinionyesha kituo cha nuclear ambacho kiko chini ya mlima and at that foot of the mountain na mahali pale chini ya mlima then i saw two missiles fired basi nikaona makombora mawili yamelipuliwa Again two missiles were fired towards the nuclear facility. Na mara tena makombora mawili yalilipuliwa kulenga hicho kituo cha nuclear. And I see the 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 the, the, the behind part of the 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 missile is kind of like copper is copper color. Na ninaona ya kwamba sehemu ya nyuma kama mkia wa hayo makombora ina rangi ya copper. And as the the, the as the missiles go they propel slowly like this. Na wakati yale makombora yanasonga yakienda kuna vile yanajiendesha polepole kwa namna hiyo. So there is a propelling and a spinning of its tail. Na kwa hivyo kuna kusukumika fulani na pia kuzunguka kiasi kwa mkia wake. The tail that is copper like. 
mkia ambao ni kama kopa but what astonished me most lakini kilichonishangaza zaidi is when the missiles struck the nuclear facility of Iran ni wakati yale makombora yaligonga kile kituo cha nuclear cha Iran at the foot of a mountain chini ya mlima and so i saw a huge historic flame na kwa hivyo nikaona moto mkubwa wa kihistoria that the earth has never seen before ambao dunia haijawahi kuona tangu mwanzo and the flame is as, as though it begins from the east and goes all the way through to the west and that fire na huo moto has small fires inside inside small fires that are kali like small short fires that are kali like that go all the way almost into the heaven una miali midogo midogo ama mioto midogo midogo ndani yake kana kwamba inakunjana kiasi hivi na inaenda juu mpaka kule mbinguni and immediately after that na kisha mara moja tu baada ya hiyo after seeing the tremendous explosion baada ya kuona ule mlipuko mkubwa ajabu that can only come from a nuclear explosion ambao waweza kutokana tu na mlipuko wa kinyuklia the biggest explosion the biggest flame that the earth has lived to see mlipuko mkubwa zaidi moto mkubwa zaidi ambao dunia imeishi kuona after that vision baada ya maono hayo then I immediately began to go across the world. Basi mara moja nikaanza kwenda kote kote duniani. Announcing that a historic war was coming to the earth. Nikitangaza kwamba vita vya kihistoria viaje duniani. Let us hear how the Lord announced across very many nations. There is a very serious war coming to happen on planet earth. I want you to know that in 1948 end time began. Nataka niweleze kwamba mwaka 1948 za mwisho zilianza. That is when the nation of Israel was reformed. Hapo ndipo taifa la Israeli liliumbika upya. And that's why the Lord is showing me this thing. Na ndio sababu Bwana ananyonyesha mambo haya. I have also seen a nuclear war coming to the earth. Pia nimeona vita vya kinyuklia vikikuja kwa ardhi. The servants of the Lord know what that means. Watumishi wa Mungu wanajua hiyo inamaanisha nini. And those of you that have listened some of the sermons. Na wale ambao wamesikiza baadhi ya zile jumbe. We have entered end time. Tumeingia nyakati za mwisho. I have seen the war coming to Iran also. And I see two missiles they are fired by Israel and they strike the nuclear facility in in Iran. I have seen remember the prophecy of September 2005 I September 2005 I have seen two there are two missiles I saw two missiles In fact I see the 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 end of the missile is like copper 
copper color. The color is golden copper. Copper, I think. And they spin like this as they have been fired. And they strike the nuclear facility that is next to the mountain in Iran. I don't know whether they are nuclear missiles or what they are. But the only thing I know is that the fire that comes from that explosion it begins from the earth and almost reaches heaven. And the fire that comes from that explosion in that vision I saw it went as far as east is as far as west is. It will be also most historic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we see very very clearly. Kwa hivyo tunaona kwa wazi kabisa kabisa. Even me I'm very stunned. Hata nami nimeshangazwa sana. That this is one prophecy. Ya kwamba huu ni unabii mmoja. That the Holy Spirit has pronounced extensively across the entire earth. Ya kwamba huu ni unabii mmoja ambao Roho Mtakatifu ameutangaza kwa upana kote kote duniani. I'm very amazed by the collection of all these prophecies that the Lord sent me to give across the entire earth. Nimeshangazwa kabisa na kusanyiko la huu unabii wote ambao Bwana alinituma nikatabiri kote kote duniani. That speaks very clearly about the centrality of Israel in this moment in this end time. Hiyo inanena vikuu zaidi juu ya ukatikati wa Israeli katika majira haya. Because I'm indeed very astonished. Manake bila shaka nimeshangazwa sana. When I finally put together all these clips of the of the same prophecy. Wakati hatimaye ninaweka pamoja awamu hizi za unabii huo mmoja. Then I've realized that this is one particular prophecy that I've given extensively. Na basi nimetambua ya kwamba huu ni unabii mmoja ambao nimeutoa kwa upana. That means it can only be second to the prophecy on the coming of the Messiah himself. Na basi hiyo inamaanisha kwamba waweza tu kuwa wapili baada ya unabii wa kuja kwake masihi mwenyewe. But I want to share something now. Lakini sasa nataka kushiriki jambo. That is very very critical. Lililo nyeti sana sana. Towards the coming of the Messiah. Kuelekea kuja kwake Masia. In relation to this war. Katika kuambatana na vita hivi. You can see that as I began going around all over the globe. Waweza kuona ya kwamba nilipoanza kuenda kote kote katika dunia nzima. Pronouncing this coming of the horrific war nikitabiri huku kuja kwa hivi vita vikali and you see in the nature of the description of the flames as i said na unaona katika asili ya ule moto nilivyoelezea the description of the explosion that takes place in that war maelezo ya mlipuko unaolipuka katika vita hivyo something tells me kuna kitu kinachoniambia that these two missiles that the Lord showed me in that tremendous vision ya kwamba haya makombora mawili ambayo Bwana alinyonyesha katika hayo maono makuu 
that they are actually nuclear missiles. Ya kwamba kwa kweli ni makombora ya kinyuklia. And so I think because Israel cannot take chance with Iran. Na basi ninadhania ni ya kwamba kwa sababu Israeli haiwezi kufanya mzaha na Iran. Israel actually fires two nuclear missiles that totally devastate the Iranian nuclear program. Extensive damage. Sasa Israeli wanalipua makombora mawili ya kinyuklia ambayo kabisa kabisa inaharibu haribu kile kituo cha nyuklia cha Iran. And today I am going to discuss with you some two very very important wars that are very critical for this end time. Na siku ya leo naenda kujadili pamoja nanyi vita viwili ambavyo ni nyeti sana sana katika haya majira ya nyakati za mwisho. I am going to discuss with you the Israel Iran war that I am prophesying now. Naenda kujadili pamoja nanyi vita vya Israeli Iran ambavyo ninavitabiri hivi sasa. And I'm going to place it for you to, to, to position that war for you to try to position it for you that you may understand just how close we are to the coming of the Messiah. Na ninaenda kuwawekeni hivi vita katika nafasi yake ili kujaribu kukusaidia ujue ni katika ukaribu gani tumekaribia kurudi kwake Masia. And then I am also going to discuss the war of Armageddon. Alafu pia naenda kujadili vita vya Armageddon. In Hebrew they say Har Megiddo Har Megiddo Har Megiddo the Megiddo hills there is a valley and a hill Na katika Kiebrania wanasema Har Megiddo So these two was a very very central in biblical prophecy and today the Lord has allowed me to open them up because I'm involved in prophesying this first one the Israel Iran war basi hivi vita ni vya kati tena vya shina zaidi katika unabii wa Biblia maana ninahusika moja kwa moja katika kutabiri vita vya kwanza ambavyo ni baina ya Israeli na Iran I have seen people quoting me all across the web and different media saying that the man of God has said that the Israel Iran war is post rapture Nimeona watu wakininuku waki kote kote kwenye mtandao na katika habari mbalimbali wakisema kwamba nabii wa Mungu amesema vita vya Israeli Iran ni vya baada ya unyakuzi. I am going to resolve that today tonight here. Naenda kutatua hiyo leo hii hapa usiku huu. But first of all before I open up this and go into scripture. Lakini mwanzo kabisa kabla nifungue hii na kuingia katika maandiko to tell you to, to tell you what does scripture what scripture says about this Israel Iran war Ili niwaambieni ni maandiko yepi yananena juu ya vita hivi vya Israeli na Irani Ever since I began going all over the globe giving this prophecy of the coming of this horrific war Tangia nilipoanza kwenda kote kote ulimwenguni na kutabiri kuja kwa hivi vita vikali sana even before it appeared in the radar of the news networks hata kabla tu kuanza kuonekana katika habari za mitandao za habari then all of a sudden this began flashing in the news basi ghafla hii ikaanza kupita pita kwenye habari and there are several news reportages that began to come out 
na kuna ripoti mbalimbali za habari ambazo zilianza kujitokeza and what makes this kesha particularly most sensitive na kile kinachofanya hii kesha kuwa makinifu hata zaidi is because right now when one watches their news all over the globe ni kwa sababu hivi sasa kote kote duniani ikiwa yeyote yule anaweza kutazama habari zake one finds that this war actually is about happen finally is becoming a reality mtu anatambua any moment now mtu anatambua ya kwamba hivi vita kwa kweli karibu vitendeke sasa limefanyika jambo halisia na kwa hivyo wakati wowote kuanzia sasa any moment now that war will take place wakati wowote sasa vita hivyo vitatendeka and in fact it's being described as one month from now two months it's, it's incredible to see the manifestation the realization and the fulfillment of the words of my tongue in the global media na unasikia wanaelezea wanasema mwezi moja kuanzia sasa miezi miwili kuanzia sasa na makweli limefanyika kuwa jambo halisia kudhibitishwa na kutimia kwa unabii huo but what is the significance of this war to the church to you the listeners lakini je umuhimu wa vita hivi ni upi kwako wewe msikilizaji but first of all before i go into that final most important phase lakini kwanza kab- kabisa kabla niende katika hiyo awamu ya mwisho kabisa in defining to you biblically based on bible scriptures katika kuwaelezeni kibiblia kulingana na maandiko ya biblia where exactly that war is ni wapi hasa vita hivyo vinapatikana na hivyo vita ni vya muhimu kiasi kipi kwa kanisa and how telling it is na vile ambavyo vina ujumbe to you the christians now kwako wewe kama mkristo hivi sasa about how the proximity of the lord's coming how close juu ya ukaribu wa kuja kwake masia let us first go to all the global media wacha kwanza kabisa twende katika vyombo vyote vya habari vya kote duniani we have only have only taken a few of them nimechagua chache tu miongoni mwa nyingi and find out how they are now reporting on this war and that is about to happen na tusikie vile wanaripoti juu ya vita hivi na kwamba vikaribu kutendeka and remember nakumbukeni that the flames go as far as east is almost coming to as far as west is ya kwamba ule moto unawaka kama vile umbali wa magharibi ulivyo na mashariki and as far as the earth is towards as far as heaven is na sawa na umbali katikati ya dunia na mbinguni that tells me that that is a nuclear war na basi hiyo yanieleza kwamba hivyo ni vita vya kinyuklia and that also tells me that this war might engulf the entire middle east na hiyo yaniambia pia ya kwamba hivi vita vyaweza kuwezesha vyaweza kuhusisha uh, mashariki ya kati yote. Let us first get the reportage from the television stations then I'll read a few newspaper reportages from Israel and beyond and then now I'll narrow with you down on the biblical principles biblical significance of this war. Wacha kwanza tusikie ripoti za televisheni mbalimbali juu ya vita hivyo kisha nitawasomeni pia kutoka kwa magazeti mbalimbali ya Israeli alafu hatimaye nitalenga hasa maana ya kibiblia inayohusiana na hivyo vita. And when I will be able to do that na nitakapowezeshwa kufanya hivyo then I will essentially have accomplished the work for which the lord sent me here tonight basi kimsingi nitakuwa nimetamatisha kazi ambayo kwayo bwana alinituma hapa usiku wa leo and blessed are you that have not slept
This is CNN Breaking News. All right, there's breaking news coming out of the Pentagon about the possibility of an Israeli attack on Iran. Let's go right to our Pentagon correspondent, Barbara Starr. Barbara, what's going on? Well, Wolf, we have now confirmed from a senior administration official, Defense Secretary Leon Panetta believes there is a strong likelihood that Israel... Israel may strike Iran's nuclear program sometime this spring. Why does the defense secretary believe this? The Israelis have been talking about a so-called zone of immunity. What the Israelis believe is that by this spring, that is their best chance to strike Iran's program with their weapons. want to get to another Fox News alert now, a new report raising the possibility that Israel is preparing to attack Iran and to carry out that attack within months. This now from the Washington Post, quoting Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta, who believes there's a strong likelihood, it writes, that Israel will strike Iran in April, May, or June before Iran enters what Israel is described as a zone of immunity to commence building a nuclear bomb, end quote. A group of former CIA and military officials have written to President Obama to say they believe Israel is preparing to attack Iran this month. The experts explain Israel wants to launch a war suddenly and make it politically untenable for Obama to do anything other than further support uh, to offer full U.S. military support. The U.S. is moving thousands of its troops to Israel for a planned joint exercise. It comes against the backdrop of increasing tensions in the Persian Gulf over Iran's threat to block the crucial Hormuz Strait. Some analysts have voiced fears it could be part of a build-up to a military strike on Iran. Well, for further details, let's join our correspondent, Paula Slear. She is in Jerusalem. So these latest movements, should they be cause for concern? Well, certainly people here are concerned by the latest developments. They come at a particularly sensitive time in the region as the American President Barack Obama has signed into law sanctions that will make it very difficult for countries to buy oil from Iran. And what we're hearing from the Israeli military is that it will reportedly be holding its biggest military drill ever with the United States. And what's important to note is that we're not talking here of only a military exercise. We're talking about the deployment of thousands of American troops into to Israel. What we're hearing from both sides is that they will be testing various missile systems against rockets and against missiles. What we're hearing though from the Iranian officials is that they believe that this is the latest and most blatant sign that Israel is planning to attack Iran and attack it sometime soon. Now you can see very clearly the words of this prophecy beginning to take shape in a most serious form that the nations of the earth have never ever seen. You've heard how there is panic in the reportage from the major news networks on the fact that now there is intelligence information that Israel might strike Iran either in this coming month, April or May or June. That is just how soon everything 
is happening now ya kwamba kuna habari za ndani kabisa ambazo zinakuja ya kwamba Israeli wanaweza kugonga Iran mwezi ujao wa Aprili ama mwezi wa tano wa Mei ama mwezi wa sita wa Julai wa Juni and, and that's why i want to look at this very significant war na ndio maana nataka kuangazia hivi vita vilivyo vya muhimu sana. In the Bible. Katika Biblia. And then I will also cover a very sensitive place. Na pia nitashughulikia mahali pengine palipo nyeti sana. Not only covering the two wars and how they relate to the coming of Christ. Na sio kuhusiana tu na hivi vita viwili na vile ambavyo vinaambatana na kurudi kwake Masia. But I will also, I would also like to cover for you the role of iran in biblical prophecy lakini pia ningependa kushughulika kushughulikia pamoja nawe jukumu la iran katika unabii wa nyakati za mwisho first of all i would just like to read Kwanza, the book of revelation chapter 19 then i'll pull for you some very key features that relates to this kind of war kwanza kabisa this particular war kwanza kabisa ningependa kusoma nanyi katika kitabu cha ufunuo wa Yohana mlango wa 19 na kisha nitawaleteni vipengele vya muhimu zaidi vinavyoambatana na vita hivi from verse 6 revelation 19 from verse 6 to verse 9 ni ufunuo wa Yohana 19 kuanzia mstari wa sita mpaka wa tisa. as we have routinely read regarding the wedding of the lamb of god kama vile mara kwa mara tumesoma kuhusiana na harusi ya mwanakondoo wa mungu and i'm going to link this up for you with this, the war that Ezekiel the prophet saw in Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39. Na nitaweza kuambatanishia hii na vita vile ambavyo nabii Ezekiel aliona katika Ezekiel 38 na Ezekiel 39. From verse 6 he says Revelation chapter 19 verse 6. Ufunuo wa Yohana mlango wa 19 kuanzia mstari wa 6 anasema hivi. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude like the roar of rushing waters. Kisha nikasikia sauti kama sauti ya umati mkubwa wa watu, kama sauti ya maji mengi yaendayo kasi and like loud peals of thunder shouting na kama ngurumo kubwa ya radi ikisema hallelujah hallelujah for our lord god almighty reign kwa maana bwana mungu wetu mwenyezi anamiliki let us rejoice na tukafurahi and be glad tukashangilie and give him glory na kumpa utukufu for the wedding of the lamb has come kwa maana harusi ya mwanakondoo imewadia and his bride has made herself ready na bibi harusi wake amejiweka tayari fine linen kitani nzuri bright and clean safi ingarayo was given her to wear amepewa kuvalia fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints hiyo kitani safi inawakilisha matendo ya haki ya watakatifu then the angels say to me ndipo yule malaika akaniambia right andika haya blessed are those who are invited wamebarikiwa wale walioalikwa to the wedding supper of the lamb kwenye karamu ya harusi ya mwanakondoo and he added naye akaongezea these are the true words of god haya ndiyo maneno ya kweli ya mungu at this kwa haya 
I fell at his feet. Ndipo nikaanguka kifudifudi miguuni pake. Worship him. Ili kumwabudu. But he said to me. Lakini yeye akaniambia, Do not do it. Usifanye hivyo. I am a fellow servant with you. Mimi pia ni mtumishi mwenzako pamoja na ndugu zako. And with your brothers. Na ndugu zako. Who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Walio na ushuhuda wa Yesu. Worship God. Mwabudu Mungu. For the testimony of Jesus. Maana ushuhuda wa Yesu is the spirit of prophecy. Ndio roho ya unabii. Verse 11. Mstari wa 11. I saw first of all before I go to verse 11. Kwanza kabisa kabla niende katika mstari wa 11. You see that verses 6 to verse 10. Wana